Welcome to The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. This podcast is brought to you by the Utah School Counselors Association, and you're listening to episode number seven. I'm Nate Webb, a high school counselor at Twilla High School, as well as a child advocate and host of my own podcast called Teaching Kindness. On the show this week, I interview Kim Herrera and Richard Gonzalez, all about technical college and the wonderful opportunities it provides. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, we are back. Welcome, welcome back to the Sounding Board, the USCA podcast. I have here with me today, Kim Herrera and Richard Gonzalez. Kim is from the Tula Technical College. She's the director of counselors over at the Tula Technical College. And Richard Gonzalez is the assistant commissioner for access at the Utah System of Higher Education. That is such a mouthful. You got to shorten that thing to a shield or something. No, Um Guys, I'm so excited to have these guys with us here today because we're going to be talking about trade school, um, about technical colleges, because for school counselors, these are wonderful options. We talk about as school counselors that we want our kids to be pursuing um, college in some way, shape or form. And for school counselors, that means one, two, four or more. Anything that requires a certificate or a degree, one, two, four or more years after high school graduation. So many people think that just means university. And so that is why we're talking about trade school today. Um, So, Kim, I'm going to start with you. How did you end up in a trade school like (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's back it up a little bit because I'm so excited to be with you guys. Let's share a small world connection. So Nathan, I was your wife's high school counselor. Yes, you and were. And then Richard, I was your daughter's high school counselor. So yes, I've been were. in counseling for, this is my 22nd year. I My most recent position was as the school counseling program specialist at the Utah State Board of Education. And although I loved advocating for our profession and supporting counselors across the state when an opportunity presented itself to get back into my community and work directly with students, I just couldn't pass it up. So I have landed, I have found my people, my home. Uh, The culture here at Tooele Tech is unlike any culture that I've ever worked with. And so I'm glad to be at a technical college and I'm glad to share some opportunities with you today. It's because you came back to the land of purple in Tooele. That's why right? it's so Right, forever and forever in Tooele. <laughs> well, and I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, my wife mentions all the time, I love Kim so much. Mm-hmm. She was my counselor. And yeah, I've heard great things about you. And Richard, my man, assistant commissioner. Um, so what is the, what, first off, how'd you, how did you land as assistant commissioner? And then B, um, what is some of the work that you do involving t- uh, technical colleges and trade schools? Well, it's uh, it's pretty exciting to, to be here and talk to you about about Tuila, right, and about uh, technical education and everything. But really, what my uh, higher education career stems from admissions. So uh, I actually was a student recruiter for Utah State University for uh, the regional campuses. And um, now, how I ended up over here at the system uh, level, it's uh, of course pretty exciting. But it brought me to the access through access uh, to to look at programs that are over here. And for example, the uh, um, UCAC program, uh, Keys to Success, the Utah College Application Week, and FAFSA. So, in other words, I'm the guy that is constantly emailing uh, school counselors about those programs. Gotcha. And first off, go Aggies. Love Utah State. I went to Utah State for my bachelor's and my master's. My family lives in Logan. Love Utah State. Um, So guys, what should our listeners 
know about public higher education in Utah? Because I know there, there's a lot of talk between university versus trade school versus this versus that. And a lot of kids don't even know trade school exists. Like some kids think this is for if I don't make it in the university. If I'm a university dropout, then I can get to trade school, which isn't the case. Well, uh, let me tell you, uh, just to, to get this round level, it's in the middle of 2020, SB 111 joined the two public systems of higher education. So the technical uh, system and the degree granting system. So we became a system of 16 institutions. So that's, that's actually really huge. It, it, it provides so many benefits uh, to students, to our, our system, of course, for the institution. So for example, regional alignment for high, uh, high demand careers, uh, um, explicit strategies to close attainment gaps, uh, gaps uh, shared data systems, and, if, and my very favorite is efficient pathways to certificates and degrees. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge one that really helps uh, students. Uh, another big one um, that I would like to share is that the, the, the one board that oversees all these uh, institutions has picked up and approved this strategic plan that is actually really exciting because it aligns uh, so many uh, things for us to be able to help students uh, overall in the state. So, for example, Utah College, uh, the advising uh, corps that I had mentioned earlier, Keys to Success. So those are all access, access programs. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that so much. And for those counselors who may be newbies like myself, I'm in my third year of counseling, so I know a little bit, but not much. Um, but for those new counselors who are listening, who don't really know much about trade school, like what is a technical college? Because we all know university is your, your typical four years at a university, get your degree, pay so many student loans um, and get, get, you know, get that degree, which helps you be marketable for a job. Um, so what is trade school then? Um, go for it, Kim. Yeah. So I feel like technical colleges is our strength is in our difference. So for example, Twila Technical Colleges concentrates on providing competency-based, flexible, affordable, high-tech focused workforce training. And this meets the high wage, high demand jobs in our economy. And so let's break that down a little bit. What does that mean? So for high school students, this is the beauty of it, is that high school students can attend any technical college free of tuition and fees. Did that you hear that, everybody? Huge. Free, free. And yes. You can go to trade school for free. Like literally you could get a certificate free. Okay, sorry, sorry, let's go. No, I love that. And this is a huge savings because all students are responsible for then is paying for their books and supplies. So it saves huge amounts of money, gives them a jump start uh, towards anything they want to do after high school. So technical colleges in high school can really benefit any student, whether it is getting a higher paying job right out of high school while they continue their education. It could be a transition to help them learn the college experience and gain that confidence as they continue on. All of, a lot of our technical colleges have great alignment and stackable credential options from a technical college into a four-year degree-seeking institution. So there's just huge benefits. So let's talk, I just want to talk a little bit about what does that look like for an adult as well. Go because for it. Because we're not also just supporting our high school students, we're supporting our community and our parents. And as we talk about technical colleges, it may encourage a parent to go back and pursue some education. So when we say affordable, technical colleges 
is one of the most affordable options out there. We're around $2 per clock hour. So let me give you an example. So if you're looking at a 1600 hour program, which for example, would be our cosmetology program, that's an average cost of tuition around 3,200. And of course, with books and fees, you may be averaging between three to $5,000 for a technical college. And then another benefit is we're open entry, open exit enrollment, meaning a student can enroll at any time. They don't have to wait for a semester opening. And so that's huge. And then we're flexible. We have flexible hours. We're open clear up until eight o'clock at night. And this allows access to a variety of students to get an education, a technical skill and get placement right into the workforce with a higher paying salary to support their families. Uh, now, if I can, if I can chime in really quick and emphasize something that, that uh, you mentioned 3200 for this program right from cosmetology. However, if you think about a for profit college, the student can go to a, one of our for profit colleges in the state and pay $17,000 for the same program that you can get at one of the technical colleges for three grand. So yeah. that's, that's just, that's just huge, huge. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I, I remember talking to some kids who had started the dental hygienist program. Um, and as a dental hygienist, as an average, okay, average, you make in between 60, $70,000 a year. Um, and you spend like maybe four to seven grand max, um, versus literally spending $30,000 at a university for four years um, to get an undergrad and then going to your technical college to go to your program of study. Um, I think there are so many kids who don't realize, so many counselors who also don't realize that there are so many high paying, well, lots of benefits, all the good stuff, the, the best package possible for those kids exist at the trade school route. But so many people think that just the high paying jobs are from universities, from going to four years and all these things. They don't realize that. So let's talk about some high pay, high demand jobs in Utah. What is ahead of us and what are we doing about it, Richard? So uh, using DWS uh, um, data, we can list jobs on demand um, by program um, in the program area for the last 10 years, for the next 10 years. And they, they're ranked by um, three to five stars. So when we look at that, we're talking, I mean, when I say the ranking, we're talking about high paying, high demand jobs. And when we break it down, we see those five-star jobs are, and the top two are the ind industrial maintenance and nursing. Those are your five stars. The four star, you got automotive tech, CDL, uh, diesel mechanic, machinist, welding and fabrication. So really you see those, those high paying jobs, the high demand jobs are in, uh, are offered at our technical uh, colleges. That is a, yeah. And I mean, these things, like, like you said, five star, like we're not talking like flipping burgers and McDonald's and making, you know, 10, $20,000 a year. We're talking an actual career that people can base a very stable life in. Um, and, and that's what I want to piggyback off too, is the technical colleges are really preparing them right for the workforce. But Twila Tech, a lot of misperception is that Twila Tech is serving the Twila County area. We serve the larger Salt Lake metro area. Oh, yeah. And our business partners are from all over the Wasatch Front. And we get students all over. And then we are preparing them to meet the job demands of a larger Utah economy. So don't leave those outlying technical colleges out because they're preparing them for jobs all over our state. 
all over the state. Um, for example, I've learned that there's some kids going through the, manu the manufacturing program at Tula Technical College, um, which most technical colleges have some sort of manufacturing, composites program, engineering program. And when they go through and they get their certificate, the college then sets them up with interviews with companies like Boeing and different high demand manufacturing companies that will give them an interview. And like a mass majority of kids end up getting a job that the college basically lined up the interview for them. I would tell you what, you, I had to fight so hard to get a flipping interview at schools to try and become a school counselor. If, if my program would have said, here's a list of schools that want to interview you, go for it. That would have been a life changer. And Absolutely. so it's so, yes, yes. Richard, look like you want to say something. No, I was going to add to that. It is, it is, it is really exciting to see our, our, the huge benefits that come from the technical colleges uh, and their, their strength comes in their size as well, right? Where they're able to talk to students one-on-one, -on -one, they're able to help them and, and see that student move forward from, um, from getting enrolled to all the way to graduation and beyond because it's actually the placement. That's the huge benefit that they lined up. And not to talk bad about our four-year institutions, because <laughs> uh, uh, because it really our four-year institutions do have the career services and all that. However, they're so large sometimes that you don't see you don't have that that one-on-one -on -one interaction. And to answer to back back up a little bit to answer that, what are we doing at a state level uh, to to address this? Um, um, is, is working closely with the high schools to align um, pathways to technical colleges, to align pathways to degree-granting institutions. Uh, once again, that is the beauty of this new system that, that just combine all technical colleges and degree-granting institutions is that we want the students to, to have the smooth transition from high school to post-secondary. That means, that could mean, for example, looking at, at uh, thoughts about uh, implementing a one uh, one college application for all system institutions, right? Think about that instead of having to deal with with applying for this college, applying for this other college, applying for this other college. How about doing one application that just now you get admitted to all of them? Let's say, right? Just a thought. Mm -hmm. No, and I love that so much. And I like what you said. We don't want to badmouth the four year institutions. I I I tend to kind of be the anti counselor counselor a little bit sometimes. So I, I've lived in the bet the not the best of both worlds, but I've lived in both worlds where so I sold sold pest control door to door for the last seven summers. Um, and so I've lived in the world of working in a job that required little um, little, little education, education, like a lot of hands-on training, uh, some certifications and stuff like that. That's what pest control is. It's very similar to technical college. And then I lived in the world with universities where I had to spend four years and pay a lot of money and the pay difference was holy moly. Um, and so, and so I do want kids to know people to know counselors to know that pending on what a kid wants to do is going to dictate what they do. Because a lot of people ask, what is better, certificates or degrees? So Kim, what do you say on that? I think the answer is simple. They're both equally important. The <sighs> message that we really want to convey today. So if you don't take anything else out of this conversation, you take one thing away. We want you to know that both certificate and degree-seeking institution have a place. They hold value and they both serve a purpose. So rather than focusing on what is the best college, where are you going to college? 
the focus should be placed and the conversation should be around what is the best fit for the student. So we all know as counselors, our specialty is helping students combine their aptitudes, interests, and skills to provide both the student and that school counselor with this well-rounded view of the student. And that should be the driving force behind that individual plan for college and career readiness. So ultimately determining the best fit for the student is gonna lead to best post-secondary decisions. So it reminds me of the saying, so take away the saying and repeat it to yourself as you're working with students and messaging what is the best route. It's not about giving every student a shoe, it's about helping every student find a shoe that fits and technical college may be that perfect fit for that student to meet their educational goals. I love that. I love that. Yes, wow, Richard. Kim, how, how can I follow on that? <laughs> I love it. No, no, it's I, I stand right there with that statement. I, I absolutely love it. It is what is best for the student. And and really, we, you know, as as educators and administrators, we always talk about what is our why? What is what what do we what drives us and so on? Right. And, and really thinking about what is the best and putting ha having that mentality of students first helps us think about how can we help the student and and to to flow with with the same conversation right now where what is the one thing that I really will like students and our listeners to to take away from from this conversation is really that that what is best for the student is what is best right for us to to promote but think about um that those four-year institutions and technical colleges working together. And I like to remind everyone about diversifying. So diversifying your degree. So let's say I have a business degree, which I do. So let's say you have a business degree. Well, what is the difference between the two? It could be that, that QuickBooks certification from one of our technical colleges. So now that advance, advance you from that other person or getting you that better chance, right? So, um, so really thinking about that. And uh, let's say, for example, Snow College, and I'll throw them out there, you know, Snow College has this program of, of um, cosmetology, but then they added a one, one semester of marketing classes and business classes, and now the student comes out with an associate's degree in salon business. Those are the things that we're working on as a system to be able to help USU Tooele and Tooele Tech. I love them. I mean, I actually attended USU Tuila, so I'm super grateful. So uh, really working on those stackable credentials, a student can bring that certificate from Tuila Tech and, and, and bring it over to USU Tuila and convert it to college credits. So now the student is, is uh, halfway into their associate's degree. So it's just huge. Love this. Yeah. This is all wonderful stuff. And I hope you counselors that are listening a, don't feel overwhelmed because, because there are so many great options out there. Um, and it's not overwhelmed. It's you have a big toolbox that you have to offer these kids. Um, like Kim said, it's not about giving them a shoe. It's finding the shoe that fits. Um, so what are some ways that we can help combat stigmas that exist around technical colleges and community colleges? Because they're there and kids are like, I don't want to go there because that's, that's for college dropouts. How, how do we be more inclusive for the technical colleges? How do we combat these stigmas? I think the first thing I would recommend starting with is to really be introspective and in evaluating how are you messaging technical colleges in your school and community and starting having conversations of what does that look like and mean. So when I say evaluating, what does your website represent? 
how does your events, when you're holding an event, how are, how are you ensuring that all of the opportunities are available and exposed to those students? So I'm gonna give you an example. So if you think about what is natural to us, we tend to promote what we feel comfortable with, right? What we've had experiences in our own life. That is typically how we relate and share with students. So if you think of that in a school setting, the majority of your faculty are coming from traditional four-year degree-seeking institutions. So with that naturally, what do you think is getting promoted the most, right? There's probably an overwhelming amount of information coming from a, that perspective. So it's really important that counselors, you know, you're maybe four counselors out of a faculty of 75 members to share that conversation as a whole, as a system, as a school to say, how are we messaging all the opportunities? So it's not just about educating your students, it's about educating and being that leader in the state and advocating for that message with your staff, with your students, with your parents and within your community. And I think that helps promote equitable practices it increases access and it influences systemic change. So I think that's the first way to combat stigmas is really evaluating what is the message that is being cultivated in your school and your community. And, and thinking about the different channels that we're delivering that messaging, right? So it could well be our own personal biases like, like you alluded to, uh, uh, Kim, is really the, our own language that we use. If we're constantly mentioning how um, how a four year institutions and the student loans and, and all that, uh, <laughs> and yes, I threw that one at you, Nathan. <laughs> so, but if you think about it, if if we think about yes, there's so many student loans and everything. But however, if a student if a student takes a fifteen hundred dollars student loan to get done one semester early, now the student is in the workforce one semester early to be able to pay that and earning much more, right? So, but think what I'm getting at is thinking our own personal biases and how we frame it. Take for example, saying uh, uh, tech schools instead of using the term tech schools. It's actually a technical college. It's not a tech school. It's a tech technical college. So that terminology subconsciously helps us actually get get rid of those of those stigmas that that follow us. You know, I love that you said that, Richard, because I hear a lot visiting schools. They'll say, "Well, this student doesn't want to go to college. They want to go to a trade school." That message right there is reinforcing a stigma because we are a technical college under the umbrella of Yushi institutions. And so it, again, it goes back to messaging, but can I leave you with a thought? I came across this quote and I love it. So it said, normalize sending students to technical colleges after high school without making them feel like they're less than a four year university student becomes our mission. So again, normalizing sending students to a technical college without making them feel less than is our mission for students. Again, it's best fit and it's what's best for that student and they shouldn't feel less than if they're going to something that fits them well. Amen. Amen. Oh gosh, this has been so good, guys. <laughs> um, counselors, um, please, please listen and re-listen to this one. This has been a really, really good one. Um, and if nothing else, I want you guys, you know, counselors listening to know that there are so many options out there and there, the trade school and four universities, they all have a place for our kids. Don't leave the technical colleges out. Um, 
just because there's been stigma around him in the past. And I like what you guys mentioned about like our verbiage that we use. We often hear the frame of the, the phrase microaggressions when we're talking about racial slurs and stuff like that. But it goes for the same thing when it comes to our, our, technical, our technical colleges and our trade universities. You know, when we use those words like trade school or we don't want to go to college and it is less than, these are little microaggressions that reinforce the stigmas. Let's talk about it like it is. It's an equal. It offers equal, if not better opportunities for certain students to get to where they want to be. If you want to become a teacher, doctor, lawyer, other things that require a degree, yes, go to college. Please go to college. If you want to be an engineer or a mechanic, maybe think about trade technical college because it is a wonderful thing. And I almost said trade school, dang it. Um, and and but- you know what? I think you could go to a trade school or a technical Uh, college, uh, (laughs) a technical college while you're in high school, get your medical assisting certificate while you're pursuing your more education to become that doctor. Right. Yes. And case in point. So my older brother, um, he got his pharmacy, um, pharmacy tech license straight out of high school, working on it in high school, got it straight out of high school. So he was getting a, he, he had a job at Walmart in Logan as a pharmacy tech while he was going to school to become a pharmacist. He ended up going to the U to become a pharmacist. Um, but he got a job that started him at about 18 bucks an hour as a freshman in college. Guys, I would have borderline done criminal activity to gotten that kind of pay in college. Okay. And then when he transferred to grad school, because he was working for a Walmart pharmacy, it transferred him to a different Walmart and he got to keep his job, keep his pay. He got pay raises and then he became a pharmacist and he finished a doctorate degree. That's what ph- pharmaceutical degree is. It's a dark doctorate degree. He finished that degree with under 50 grand of student loans. Because that leads of, me, yeah. yeah, that leads me to something. So when I started working at Twila Technical College, one of the things that surprised me the most, and here's one of my misperceptions, is how many options there are to help students finance their education. I had no idea. And what has come a long way since I've been a counselor in the schools is now they are Pell Grant institutions. They offer Pell Grants for students over over a specific hour of program. So we have about 70% of our students currently enrolled at Twila Technical College are receiving some sort of financial assistance to help subsidize their education. That is powerful. Yeah, that is amazing. All right, guys, in closing, any closing remarks, things you want people to take away from this? We'll start with you, Kim. Okay, I'm going to leave with, you know, I'm a school counselor, so I'm a warm and fuzzy, but when I started off introducing myself, I said, this is a culture like no other. What I mean by that is due to our size, and Richard alluded to this, that our size is our specialty, we can develop personal relationships with our students. I have never worked in an uh, an institution where pretty much everyone knows student names. When I'm standing out in our commons area, students walk by, our front desk is saying, hi, John, how are you today? The the instructors know them. And so I got to share something that I think is so powerful. There was a study that was done in December by Yushi about looking at timely completions for low-income students attending technical colleges. Tooele Tech was highlighted for showing positive increases in graduation rates for underrepresented students, including those who are identified in intergenerational poverty. So this is a quote out of the study. It said, quote, Twila Tech is doing something right in serving underrepresented student populations. 
What this alludes to, and this is across the state, is due to our size of our institutions, we have the ability to develop caring and meaningful relationships through our instructors and students to offer multiple touch points for that student to cultivate a family-like environment that contributes to their success. So that is something that I have enjoyed most about my current position and why I love to come to work every day is the culture that I get to work with in supporting students. Love that. Love that. Love it. Wow. Love it. Love it. Yes. And I stand right there with you, uh, Kim. Uh, absolutely love that. And really, when I, as I reflect on, you know, what is it that, that I, I would like to our listeners to, to take away from, from here is it, it, it's really to promote the system of higher education as one and, and to, to promote it as a, a to promote for the students to take advantage of the system to their best benefit, whether that may be starting at one of the degree granting institutions, whether that be starting at one of the technical colleges, but then moving around within it if needed. So it, like as I've mentioned earlier, if the student starts at one of the technical colleges, get that, now you're able to, to make much more than what you would be making on, on a fast food restaurant, let's say, not to diss on fast food restaurants, because <laughs> I worked at one of them myself, but uh, so, so really starting at the technical colleges, and if the dream is to continue, let's say the, the, the uh, welder certificate, uh, certificate holder of, of welding wants to start her own business and wants that marketing or wants that um, business degree, well, then let's keep on going and it'll stack to a business towards a four-year degree or two-year degree. I love that. Guys, in the long run, listeners, your job as counselors, our job as counselors is to empower and advocate for our students. Help them chase their dreams. If their dream is to go flip burgers, by dang it, go help them find a place to go flip burgers. Um, But we're going to help them find their dreams. I'm going to help them shoot high. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Kim and Richard, for joining us on the podcast today. We'll see everybody later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at utschoolcounselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.